Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Zoe Church Podcast. You are listening to part one of There's Power in My Praise, a brand new series that we are starting this week. Again, I want to thank everyone that subscribes to our podcast, but more importantly, to everyone that calls Zoe Church home. If you're a part of our community, we love you. We are praying for you as we begin uh, March Madness. We are in the month of March 2022, and uh, it is about as good of a month as you're ever going to find. Before I get into today's message, I want to thank everyone that partners with us, gives faithfully to our church. If you are not a part of giving, make sure you get on to our church website and you can give your tithes and offerings there. Again, like and subscribe. I've been seeing so many people share about them listening to our podcast. So thank you to everyone that's a part of our community and everyone that tunes in. Without further ado, let's get into this week's message, The Reason Why I Worship. Psalm 34, look at our theme verse. I will love those first two words. It's a declaration of how we're going to live. I will bless the Lord at all times. See, when you're a true worshiper, you don't just bless God when everything's going good and the sunshine is shining and you got the job you want and you're with the person you want and everything's going good. You know, in the dictionary, worship is in, is in between worse and worse. So you got to worship in the middle of your worse and worse. I will bless the Lord at all all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. In other words, listen, you don't start living until you start boasting about somebody other than yourself. You are a petty small soul if you got to brag about you, but you will have a big soul and a big life. You will live a great, awesome future when you boast about God. I, there's nothing to brag about in me. There's everything to brag about about him. Come on, and four people clap. Everybody got to clap in the church. Come on, Zoe fam. The humble, watch this, the humble shall hear of it and be glad. Why does it say the humble, the humble will hear of your worship and be glad? Because the prideful people around you cannot stand that you worship. The people in your world that are narcissistic and love themselves and want to worship self and live for their own pleasure, they do not like that you worship because it strikes a chord in them. They realize they should, but they don't know how to. So who loves that you worship? The humble. The humble people in your life, your, your, you know, your grandma or someone of faith in your family, they see you worship and the humble will hear of your worship and they'll be glad in it. Oh, see, sometimes you read the scriptures, you can't just be like, oh. You can't just be like, oh. Well, oh, to me when I see the oh, it's like a oh, magnify the Lord with me. Everybody say oh, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. See, there's not just power in your praise, there's power in our praise. It's not just let you exalt God, it's let us as a church, let us as Jesus people, let us as Jesus followers, oh, let us, come on, clap if you want to magnify the Lord. Oh, I love this. What is worship? Worship, put it up on the screen. It is to recognize, to honor and express 
the worthiness of God. The worthiness of God that is due to him as our maker. So there's a worth that God is that's due to his name. And worship, it describes wor- the worth that he's worth. Look at worship, another definition. Worship is how we meet with God and how we praise him for his goodness, love, mercy, grace, wisdom, beauty, truth, holiness, compassion, might, and every other aspect of his character. When I worship God, I am saying there is no God like my God. You are beyond my description. I don't have the vocabulary to articulate how great you are. I, 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 you are beautiful, you are radiant, you are glorious, you are magnificent, you hold the whole, whole world in, in your hands. I, I adore you. The other night I was putting my six-year-old to bed and I was giving him a kiss and I was just looking at him. I said, son, I want you to know, boy, I, I adore you, son. My six-year-old looked at me and goes, what does adore mean? And I was like, it means, it means adoration, son. Like I used a bigger word to describe the small word he was trying to figure out. And I was like, it means I give you my attention, my affection. It means I love you. It means I, I think the world of you. When I worship, I'm saying you are holy. You are great. You are awesome. You are greatly to be praised. Is there anybody that believes that our God is worthy of all of our praise? Oh, I love this. I'm going to give you four reasons why I love to worship. In fact, the title of this message is called The Reason Why I Worship. I want to teach you the reason why we worship. And the first reason why we worship, the first reason why we worship is, number one, because he's worthy of worship. He is worthy of worship. Our God is worth your best praise. He is not worthy of half praise. He is not worthy of small praise. He is not worthy of golf claps. He is not worthy of attendance. He is worthy of your best worship. Your best praise is due to his name. Oh, I love this scripture. Look at at Psalm 113. The Lord is high and above all nations, his glory above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God? who dwells on high, who humbles himself to behold the things that are in the heavens and that are on the earth. Who is like the Lord our God? Who in the world told the sun to get up this morning an hour early? Who, who, who is like the Lord our God? He is worthy of our worship. I want to tell you who's not worthy of worship. Humans are not worthy of worship. A touchdown is not worthy of worship. A performance is not worthy of worship. An actor or actress is not worthy of worship. A a, a house is not worthy of worship. A watch is not worthy of worship. A bank account is not worthy of worship. Our God is worthy of worship. It's what he's worth. What is he worth? He's worth hands lifted. He's worth voice raised. He's worth life surrendered. He's worth giving your very best. Everybody else in your life is not worthy of a kneel down. Our God is worthy of both of our knees being down, all of our face to the ground. He is worthy of our adoration, our affection, our attention, our respect. We pay the greatest homage to our Savior. He's, one of my favorite stories in the Bible, uh, book of Revelation, last book of the Bible, this guy named John has a dream on an island called Patmos. So he's on an island, and God, Jesus shows him what's happening in the last days. 
He says, this is what the end of the world will look, look like. If you ever want to get freaked out biblically, read the last book of the Bible. It's just like, whoa, it's freaky stuff. And so he shows John this is what's going to happen. One of the things he describes is in the end, when Jesus returns, the 24 elders in heaven, watch what they'll do. Revelation 4. He says, "You, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. And they cast down their crowns before the throne. And this is what they say. You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they exist and they were created. The 24 elders, they bow before his throne and they cast down whatever they're worth and they, so, they say, no, you are worthy, not me. You are the big deal, not me. You, I ascribe greatness to you. I don't, I don't ascribe greatness to me. You are worthy. God is worthy of your loud voice. God is worthy of your best effort. God is worthy of your mind and your full attention. He's not worthy of half. That's why God always comes first, because he's not worthy of second. He's worthy of our very best. So the first reason why I worship is because he's worth worship. He's worth my singing, but above singing, he's worth my living for him. The second reason why I worship, write down number two, is the reason why I worship is because I was created to give him praise. If you're here and you're like, I don't know why I exist. I don't know why I'm on this planet. I don't know the purpose to my life. I don't even know why I'm here. I don't even know why, why am I breathing. Why, why, why did God make me live this miserable life? Maybe you're dealing with suicidal thoughts. Maybe you're dealing with depression. Why do I live? I want to tell you, you were created. Your truest function, you were created to worship. And you are unfulfilled until you do that. So we can say opposite. You are most fulfilled when you praise. You are most fulfilled when you're praising. You, God created you to give him glory. Look at, look, if you don't believe me, watch this. Look at Philippians 2. Look at this scripture. I love this verse so much. Therefore God exalted him. Now when it says him, it's talking about Jesus. Therefore God exalted Jesus to the highest place and gave Jesus the name that is above every name. That at that name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So one day, every person will step into their true purpose, which is worship. Those on earth, those in heaven, and those under the earth, they will one day bow their knee and confess Jesus is Lord. When you do that before you die, you are operating in your true function. So if you go, what's my function in life? I've been created to worship. I've been created to give God praise, give God glory. No, I don't praise myself. I don't praise others. I praise God. By the way, your worship is so powerful. You were so created to worship that if you don't worship God, you will worship something. It, you can't deny your, your function because you're a worshiper. If, you don't, if it doesn't go here, it'll go here. Sorry, sorry, sorry. If it doesn't go here, it'll go here or it'll go here. Because you're a worshiper. You're designed to work. It's like if you go to my house and you look at the function of everything in my home, we know what the couch was made to do. It's made to take naps. Somebody say amen. It's a nap day today. Can I get a Pentecostal amen? Okay, so the couch for the napping. The fridge is for the food. We know the dishwasher is for the dishes. We know the function of everything in a home. We know what the plate's for, the fork is for. We know everything. The other day, someone in our church, we were having dinner with them, and, and they said they got mad at their little boy because the son came in with a hammer, 
And they, they asked the mom, he's like five, can I use the hammer outside? And the mom's so sweet. She's like, of course, sweetie, have, have, have at it. So she walked outside, and he had gone, and they had bricks all through their backyard. He went and broke every single brick. She got so mad at him. And I was like, that's what the hammer do. The hammer did. He was just using it for his function. You cannot be mad at this child. You were designed to praise. And if you don't praise God, you will praise something. Your worship will land on finance. Your worship will land on career. Your worship will land on somebody. And no one walks around being like, you know, I just, I worship cars. No one admits that, but it's where it becomes an idol. Anything that you don't worship that is not God is an idol in your life. It's in front of God. It's getting your attention. It's getting your adoration. It's getting your affection. You're created you have all that, but we don't worship all that. All my praise goes to God. Somebody say amen. So number one, I thank you for clapping. This young man started clapping. I think we should all just join in as a, just a compliment or anyways. Okay, so I worship God because he's worthy of worship. I worship God because I was created to worship. Here's the third one. Write this down. I worship because there is nothing greater than his presence. And I'm telling you, when you experience the presence of God, you'll never be the same. In fact, this one lady experienced the presence of Jesus. She was at this well, and Jesus came by. And when, when he left, when she left his presence, she said, I met a man today that changed my life. Because I've been in the presence of a lot of guys, but not like that guy. That guy changed my life. When you step in the presence of God, you'll never be the same. And it is your soul's craving. That's why the Bible says in Psalm 42, it says, as a deer panteth for the water streams, like a deer that needed water, so my soul longs for you, God. Where can I go and meet with my God? When you come to church on Sunday, you're not meeting with a worship team or a preacher. We are here to meet with our maker. We are here to meet with our Messiah. We are here to meet with God today. Come on, church is not awesome. God is awesome. And when we show up and say, man, I've had one heck of a week. Monday through Saturday has not been that kind. And I need to get my booty to church, not because I need a message. I need a meeting with God. Give him a praise today if you came to meet with God, who is the only one that can satisfy, deliver, and heal. There's nothing like his presence. Look at Psalm 16. I love this. It says in verse 11, you will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. All your, at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. See, the reality is all of us were designed to experience pleasure. You're just getting pleasure in all the wrong places. So your pleasure is getting, you're getting your pleasure from, from idols. Idols promise to deliver but never can. They promise to satisfy but they can't. They, they promise to do all these things but they never deliver on their promise. God says, I will satisfy you and he does. I will free you and he does. I will heal you and he does. Is there anybody thankful today that everything you need is found in the presence of Jesus? 
It's found in his presence. The solution to your sadness is his presence. The solution to your anxiety is his presence. What's going on in your addiction, it's his presence. You get the presence of God, you get everything you need. It's all found in the presence of your maker. He says, come to me, come to me, come to me. My burden is easy. My yoke is, is light. I will not put anything ill-fitting on you. You come to me, and I'll teach you how to live in the unforced rhythms of grace. You get in this presence, and it's like, I'm telling you, I've been to a lot of places, I've seen a lot of things, but there is no presence. Like when I step into the presence of God, it's like all my troubles fade into the background. All of my confusion and all of my questioning and all of my doubts, all of a sudden I've got clarity. When you worship, do you realize there's a great exchange that takes place? And God says, when you step into praise, when you start, this is why there's power in your praise. The power is not in your praise. The power is in your God. Because God says, you come to me with all your weakness, and I will exchange it for all of my strength. Look, this, let me just show you this, this verse in Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61, verse 3. And, and, and it's talking about Jesus. To bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes. The oil of joy instead of mourning. To put on to them a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. God says to me, are you, are you mourning right now? You going through a hard time? You, you give me the worst of you and I'll give you the best of me. So you're in despair right now? You're in depression right now? Okay, you bring me your despair and I'll give you a garment of praise. You ever put on a jacket, you're like. (sighs) Whoa. That's how I feel when I put on something expensive. Like, I know I can't afford this. Enjoy these two minutes while you're in this store, boy, because you, you got to put it right back on that rack. He says, bring me, bring me your despair, and I'll put on your shoulders a garment of praise. Everything you've been looking for is found in Jesus. There is no amount of money. There is no amount of fame. There is no amount of friendship and community and adventure and travel it's all jesus if you get into his presence at your right hand are pleasures forever what what is the bible saying is that the pleasure the thrill the enjoyment you're looking for is found right here with me don't leave the house going to look for this that and the other you come back a prodigal stay here and experience my presence amen to that Here's the fourth and the final one. Worship team, come join me. Here's the reason why we worship. is because it changes my life and it has the potential to change others. Worship changes me and then it changes you. Worship is the only thing that when I, listen, you come to church, you upset, you're mad, you're feeling overwhelmed, feeling stressed, feeling bleh, bleh, bleh. Have you ever just come into church with a bad mood? Am I the only one you come to church in a bad mood? About the third song, you're like, okay. All right, we gonna be all right. Third song, third song, you're fine. Like, what happened? Like, what? Re- you got the same amount of money, you got the same problem you got to go home to, you're driving the same car, you still can't get an Uber to find your location. What changed? 
The only thing that changed was you lifted your voice and you lifted your hands and you started to praise God and his presence felt like rain. Give him a praise today. If you're grateful that his presence will change you from the inside out. It's all about his presence. It's all about his presence. You don't need a new job. You need to get a hold of God. And you get a hold of God, and all of a sudden, it's like, why was I so stressed? Why was I so overwhelmed? Stand to your feet with me. I just want to read the scripture. Look at this. Psalm 40, verse 3. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord, and they will put their trust in God. Can you realize today that your worship is not just for you? But your worship is affecting your coworker. Your worship is aff- affecting your friends. Your worship is affecting your spouse. Your worship is affecting your children. It's not just worship for me, it's worship for you. And when I lift up my hands and I lift up my voice and when I get my faith up, it affects somebody else. He put a new song in my mouth. Do you have a new song in this season? Do you have a new song? What's the new song? Because I'm telling you, get that 2021 song out your mouth. Get that January 2022 song, that Omnicromin and Fitch song, get it out your mouth. It's a new song. It's a new, he put a new song in my mouth. What's the news? Tomorrow morning you got to wake up and say, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. Stop singing that sad song. You ever notice that nobody jumped in when you started singing your pity party song? Nobody sang with you? Because we weren't meant to just cry with each other. We're meant to worship with each other. And as I get my faith and I get my hope, it's spilling over to you. Many will see of it. Many will hear of it. And they'll put their trust in you. They'll put their trust in Zoe. They will put their trust in God. Your worship was never meant just for you. Your praise was never meant just for you. That's Jesus is like, are you kidding me? Could you imagine if we lit a candle and hid it under a lampstand? He said, no, no, no. We're going to light it and we're going to let it shine. Worship is letting your light shine. Just saying, I met a guy that changed my life. And there's nothing special about me, but there's something special about him. And I'm not the big idea, but he is. And I can't solve your problems, but I know God can. And I don't know all the verses, but what I do know is that God is real. God is good. God is for me. And when I worship, I'm describing who he is. Come on, somebody thank God right now. Come on, somebody just praise him just right now. If God has been good to you, if God has been worthy of your worship, if God has been faithful, come on, in your worst times, and your worst times, if God's been awesome, why don't you lift your hands to heaven? Why don't you get